is Hey Beautiful, the podcast where we binge and recap every episode of How I Met Your Mother. No spoilers. So suit up, grab a sandwich, and settle in. Um, if you don't know, my name is Caitlin, and this is Kate. I'm Kate. Hey, guys. And together we are Hey Beautiful. One thing that's pretty exciting right now is that Kate and I are sitting next to each other Yay. in the same room. Yes. I feel a little discombobulated on my I headphones know. on. It's so nice. We just got to say dairy at the same time for the first time yeah. in a long time. A long, long time. Almost like a year, I think, was when I was up yeah. last year at your house. And that was like not even a real full episode. We just put the oh my God, that phone was so on between us. I don't think we said dairy at all, did we? It might have been. I don't we were, know. I remember we just watched it live it and like commented. The night of a thousand sandwiches. First time in New York, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Great one. And we thought we hated it and we ended up loving it. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, it was a great episode. Came back around. Yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, we are Hey Beautiful. And like I said, we watch and recap every episode of How I Met Your Mother without spoilers. Mm-hmm. We know the show's been off the air for quite some time, but some people are still discovering it. And we want to leave the Himya magic and yeah. surprises for them to discover the same way we did. Yep. Yeah. Um, so today we are talking about the chain of screaming where Marshall loses his shit and also his cushy corporate job. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Spicy. Yeah. But first we have some updates from the Himium universe. Yeah. We, uh, if you, you might have seen a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. That Caitlin and I were live on Instagram, and that was, you know, we're we're traveling back from the future here. But yeah. <laughs> it was earlier today that we were having lunch together. Um, we decided to do sort of a half content day, and mm-hmm. um, wanted to say hi to everybody, people we don't normally get to talk to on Instagram because we're on one side of the world and they're on the other. Yeah. So time zones, you know? Yeah, they're mm-hmm. a bitch. Oh, and then after that, we came back here, and before recording this episode. We decided to do a Himyim version of YouTube Whispers, <laughs> which was a lot harder than I thought it would be. It was, you were very good at it, which I wasn't surprised. But you were too. The speech think, pathology helps. Yeah. Don't you think? Absolutely, because I was watching your mouth thinking yes. about what sounds. Yeah, at one point you're just, you're just going. I was like, Did I, like, I break her? <laughs> <laughs> so that'll be up I was on... trying to think of what sounds I make back yeah. there besides cut and, cut and yeah. like. Like what else comes out of there? What is what else makes my tongue bunched up like yeah. that? Yeah. Um, so we will be putting that on Patreon for a while, um, and potentially we'll go live to everybody else later on. But for now, if you want to see that video, you got to be a, a member of our page. Yeah. It's and, real good. And if you're wondering what that's all about, you can easily find out. Um, go to patreon.com slash heybeautifulpod and... Learn about what we have to offer. Yeah, and then once you're in, you can scroll back and see all the stuff that we've been putting up there since we started the Patreon, um, and that includes the um, the registration to get your own pineapple Patreon pineapple merch. Mm-hmm. It includes my new short story that I posted. Lovely. That's been published. I refuse oh, to read it. Fuck! I forgot my copy for my mom. Anyway, <sighs> that's okay. That's all right. I say I refuse to read it until I have it physically. I Oh, I know you ordered one. Thank yeah, you so much. That's, I cannot wait. It's I still love it. Like I, I had sort of like grown away from it because it just took so long. But I, I think it's still a really good story. So yeah. I'm proud of oh, it. It's fucking published, bitch. Of course, it's good. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah. So you can get that stuff. Um. Every month we do uh, a hemium themed recipe. I give a book recommendation for the month. We have extra episodes, extra videos, photos, all kinds of shit. So once you're in there, make sure you scroll back and see all the all the stuff you now have access to. Yeah. You know? Stay tuned at the end for legendary moments from listeners like you. And now let's get into the chain of screaming. This episode of Hey Beautiful is brought to you by our Patreon Almighty Five Level members, Russell, Tish, and Johnny. Thank you for your support, and to all of our patrons, you are truly legendary. Hey, 
beautiful Patreon members get cool Himium-themed perks every single month. To learn more and sign up, visit patreon.com slash heybeautifulpod. All right, so this is Season 3, Episode 15, The Chain of Screaming. It first aired on April 14th in 2008, which was about two weeks before Jason Siegel's movie, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, had come out. Or a few days after. If, yeah, it came out a few days after this episode, which okay. is kind of exciting. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know if you've seen that movie. Oh, I love it. Love. That's and he wrote it and directed it? Damn, yeah, that's real good. good. Real good. Mm-hmm. I mean, Kristen Bell, you can't go wrong. I'm obsessed. I'm, I'm watching Veronica Mars for the first time. Oh, are you? Oh, it's so good. Do you listen to Dax? I don't, but now I really want to if she's on there. She's on it a few times, and I just love their relationship. I love... I just love her and him and I, all of it. I just watched her do Hot Ones on YouTube. Have you seen Mm-mm. it? Do you know what Hot Ones is? No. So, oh, they eat something hot? The buffalo wings. Yes. Or the wings, and they like get yes. increasingly hotter. She went on because Dax had gone on like a couple years ago and just like smoked the challenge, and she's like, what a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> like, she's just so funny about him, so I enjoy their marriage. Me sure. too. Yeah. yeah. She's great. Jason's great. It's wonderful. So yeah. see the movie if you haven't. Yeah. Um, but this, so that movie was written by Jason Siegel, but this episode was written by our good old pals, Craig and Carter. Yay. Yeah. And directed, as always, by Pam Fryman. Woo! Um, something that was sort of interesting, but I didn't even really end up listening to it with commentary, is that the episode of commentary. But it was Chris <laughs> Harris, who was a, a writer from another episode, and Jason Siegel, and it was just kind of weird mm. and just... Was distracting, so I said I wasn't really going to listen. You weren't to it. getting a ton of no. spicy deets out of it. No, so I just yeah turned it off, and then that was that. So sorry, friends. That's all you yeah. get. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I always want them to be like laser focused on the episode and talking about like every little tiny yeah. piece of it. But it's just it's just not the nature of what commentary is for. But it's like oh, I just wanted you to laugh at that or talk about that. Yeah, so. I want to know like some inside info about every single every second th- of the show. Basically. I don't <laughs> yeah. think that's too much to yeah, ask come for. Come on, come on, that's normal human requests. Yeah, yeah. whatever. <laughs> All right, so this episode starts off with future Ted telling us that the spring of 2008 was going really well. Stella and Ted were dating. He gets a raise at work and decides to go out and spend it, um, which he ends up doing something not super practical. He buys right. a car in New York City. Yeah, and it's not even like parked it's all the way in. It like barely fits <laughs> in this spot. It's just awkward. So obviously not the right choice. And um, yeah, I wrote like, and we see him poorly parked in front of the apartment, but Lily's got that coat on. <gasps> I looking know. Super cute. I said Lily's coat is back. Love. Did and you do the research on what? Kind I of- haven't. Fuck. I really need to. It's so good. It's so good. It's such a beautiful, beautiful garment. I'm Love. so glad that she wore it again. I hope we see it again. I do too. Yeah. So great. And we have a kind of cutesy play between Robin and Barney. They go back and forth calling shotgun, just Mm kind of, you know. They do that all all episode. They're really cranking it up, and I'd never noticed it before. Me either. Yeah. I was like, look at this, really laying the groundwork Mm -hmm. for future things that could happen. Possibly. Possibly, you can say. Um, And. You know, as this is transpiring, we see what looks like the ghost of Marshall passing behind the group on his way to McLaren's, and he looks <laughs> like he's been through some shit. Yeah, yeah. And he just, the only thing he says is beer. Yeah. And they're like, are you all right? And beer. It's a rough one for Marshmallow. Yeah. Rough 20 guy. minutes. <laughs> it is. Um, so we cut to the bar, and Marshall is just downing a pint, and the group's mm-hmm. just, like, waiting for him to start talking about what's going on. And he starts to talk about how, you know, law school is kind of like boot camp, and working for a big firm is like being at war. At first, you're all full of piss and vinegar, like, <laughs> ready um, to just, like, go get him. We see Marshall and his buddy, Ferguson, and they're so cute, so earnest. That first day, right, Yeah, they in. got their briefcases. Ferguson's just full of, filled with candy. Which we'll come back later. Yes. Put put a pin in that, as you would say. <laughs> yep. Um, it's just so cute. And mm-hmm. then we see that they're once they get into the trenches and um, kind of building that sense of camaraderie with each other, and yeah. before long... It's it's wartime. It's wartime. Yeah, and you got like the war music and it feels like it feels very full metal jacket, right? Just like there's just that like marching music yeah. and they're really in the trenches with each other and this is a good reminder of what Marshall's been doing because we haven't really seen 
much about his job mm-hmm. at all since he got since he took the job from yeah. Jeff Coatsworth, like so many episodes ago, and then since he passed the bar. So this is like a nice a nice reminder to see what he's been up to while everyone else has been living their lives, and it's not good. No, it's not, it's good. not good, especially when your boss is nicknamed Artillery Arthur. Yep. Fits in with the war theme. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, <sighs> Artillery Arthur is played by Bob Odenkirk, who mm. is in fucking everything. 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 He's, like, so, he's so good, but you probably know him best maybe from Breaking Bad more recently, Better Call Saul. Mm-hmm. Um, he's... He's great. Yeah, great character actor. Very good. I think I would, you said that before in something like you'd be a character actor. Oh, yeah. You get so many more diverse parts. Cool shit. Cool stuff. You get to be funny. You get to be scary. I want to be like ugly and weird. Yeah, yeah. Not just like the, the main star. And they always they always steal your heart. Absolutely. Like we see a lot of Artillery Arthur over the, the arc of this whole show. So. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we find out that he gets that name because he just loses it and mm-hmm. just hammers people and is relentless yep. with um, basically verbal abuse. And we get to witness that because Marshall's sitting at his desk and um, Arthur Hobbs, that's his real name, comes in and just making some small chat with Marshall and he looks a little nervous. Mm-hmm. And he just asks if Ferguson is in yet and he's like, oh yeah. Yeah, so he's uh, yeah. past the hall. And so he leaves and you just hear Artillery Arthur going at it. Laying into him. So the report is the crap that crap crap. Yeah, that's a great line. Um it's and he's just screaming at him. Yep. And a few minutes later we see (laughs) Ferguson come in and he looks shell-shocked. He's like, holy shit, he can't believe he lived through that. And then we see this like little girl peek her head around. So sweet and scared. Can you believe he did that on Bring Your Daughter to Work Day? That's how you take a joke to like the umpteenth level. Mm -hmm. Because it would have been funny enough that... Or just like not even with the daughter, right? Yeah. It would have been funny enough if you just heard him like horrified, right? Like, oh shit. After being so nice to Marsha. But then it's like, that's that whole yes and, right? Mm -hmm. Where you ratchet it up. Yeah. So freaking good. Very Love it. Um... So, yeah, so he tells the group about that. And I also have to call it Robin looking adorable. I didn't like yeah. what she had on outside. She has, like, this little red sundress on. I thought she oh, looks kind of cute. yeah. You yep. don't see her in a lot of the, like, lighter, mm-hmm. more feminine mm-hmm. kind of looking things. So I thought that was. Yeah. Not since season two, really. Yeah. Um, so Marshall is telling us that um, he had to work on this report. Mm-hmm. Um, and he starts talking about how he had to use the 23B, blah, 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 blah. And if I look that up, yeah. what it is, I don't even remember did. what I wrote. Yeah. So it basically is the court finds that the questions of law are fact common to class members predominant over any questions affecting, um, I don't know, some bullshit. Some None law of that makes shit. sense. Yeah, no. great. Perfect. Some law stuff. I looked into it. Last week when I had done better notes, I had it like better in my head. Mm, and I haven't looked at it since then. So. But it's a real thing. And if you Google, like, the legal jargon that... Because I always wonder, like, on doctor shows, real? is it real? Yeah. Um, so I did look up some of that legal jargon, and it was accurate, or it seemed like it. it seemed mm. to jive with what Marshall was saying. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, so... Ninja Report is better. Ninja Report is better, because that makes people more engaged. Like, yeah. I want to hear about the Ninja Report, not the B blah, blah, blah. Right, your life is boring. Make it more interesting for me, please. Right? Thank you. <laughs> so... We get a replay of the scene we've seen before, yeah. but we see Marshall at his desk, and we hear him talking to Ferguson, asking if Marshall is in yet, so we know what's coming. Ferguson knows what's coming, because he's like, oh, thank God. Yeah, <laughs> he says that, too. He fucking knows. Everybody, like, I guess that's his MO, is he comes in, mm-hmm. makes bullshit chit-chat, and then goes to his real target. Right. Oh, God. And... Barney's kind of bewildered. He's like, that's it? You're upset. I love the way he phrases it. Mm-hmm. He's like, you're upset because someone talked loudly near you, which really is what yelling is. And it's so, but it's more it's than that. It's so much more than that. If you are if you are emotionally well-adjusted, it's a lot more than that. Yeah. <laughs> Unlike Barney. Um, but Barney says that, you know, similar to Christmas bonus or sexual harassment, that's just Good, great business because he got yelled at, was it three times? Once in Korean. Once in Korean. In one day. <laughs> in one day. So yep. he's used to it. Yep. 
Um, and Lily is just so upset for her marshal, her marshmallow, her heart is broken. She starts to like rub his chest, <laughs> start to kiss him, and starts moaning that he's been working long nights and weekend. And Mama needs her sugar. Mama needs her sugar. Yeah, <laughs> we're starting to see the toll this is taking on both of them. Yes. which is also important for the final, the final piece of the episode. I love that. Like Lily gets all into. Marshall and like forgets that everyone else yeah. is there, and you see that like throughout. We've barely made love in weeks. It's like Jesus. Bitch. First of all, I hate. Don't ever say ML. Made love. Oh, <laughs> I've never made love in my life. <laughs> it's just so gross. It's gross yeah. sounding. Yeah, it's um, but you see her just kind of like she forgets where she is and then just starts going off like. Mm-hmm. She's thirsty. Yeah, she's got the thirst for sure. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so Robin pro- points out, you know, very practical matter of fact that well, you know what. Hobbs probably respects you because he yelled at you, and you took it. And yeah. Marshall tells us that he gets the full treatment. Red face, throbbing veins, spittle flying like shrapnel, everyone in your office peeping in, at which point we see Ferguson walking by eating his candy, candy bar. From his briefcase. Smiling. Smiling. What a jerk. So, like, they've just all sort I think of, he's just happy that he's alive. Oh, exactly. <laughs> they've all sort of... Uh, it's like Stockholm Syndrome, yeah. you know? Like... Oh, at least it's not me today. Like, they're all just living like that. That's how it has to be. Some shit. That is not... Fucking corporate America. Yeah. Um, And so Marshall starts talking about how he felt at that moment with the full screaming treatment. Everyone's looking in. He just felt all of it. The weight of it. The being stuck in a job that he hates because mm-hmm. he has to pay this mortgage he can't afford on a cricket apartment mm-hmm. and how he got into law to make a difference. But now he's working with bad guys and he just felt everything and he had had enough. And there's this dramatic heartbeat soundtrack. It's slow-mo. Yeah. We see Marshall's hands start to clench. Yeah, so you'd think he's angry. Yeah. And then he just fucking cried. <laughs> Marshy. Like, to be fair, like... I have been so angry and so frustrated that I just start crying because I have no idea how else yeah. to deal with it. But well, I mean, I don't think that was it. In in therapy, I've learned that anger is a secondary emotion. Yeah. So sadness and frustration, those are primary emotions, and that's where the tears come mm-hmm. from. And the anger is just covering, usually covering the tears. I specifically get angry, so I don't cry. Same. You know what I mean? Like, I'll just be like a total biatch just so I don't cry. So, picking fights. So, Marshall yeah. is, yeah, Marshall is very uh, well adjusted to cry when this is happening to him. But yeah. in this very dysfunctional corporate environment, not what you want to see. Not. Not what you want to see. It's not, it's it's a great bit of humor because it's not what you expect mm-hmm. at all because you think he's just going to fight back. But this is way more real. Yeah. And, you know, one of my good friends at work, Maria, um, my very first year of working, I had a very tricky situation. Mm -hmm. It was very contentious with a family. And there's a lot of heat coming down on me because I was new. And I remember walking out of this meeting and, like, ready to just cry. And my friend put her hands on her shoulder and she went, you don't cry at work. You cry in the car. You cry at home. You don't cry at work. (laughs) And I was just, like, staring at my face. I was like, okay, I'm not going to cry at work. Oh, my God. Um, Have you cried at work? I have cried at work so many times. I have cried about work, but not at work. Oh, girl. I, when I worked at a small school, my head of school was very mean. What is that? Education fucking sucks. (laughs) Oh, my God. And um, she was French, so she did not mince words. And I was her assistant. And monthly, I would go into the bathroom and cry. It would just all crash down to the point where this is horrible. To the point that I learned how to leave the bathroom looking like I hadn't oh. cried. If you would like the tip, it is this: don't rub your eyes, don't like wipe at your eyes while you're crying because okay. that creates the splotching. Yes, and then rinse your whole face with cold water before you go out. Mm. Like let yourself cry. Don't fight it. Don't fight it, and don't rub your eyes or your face. That feels so. It feels. Good to like touch of course your- it does, but if you want to go back to work, and wearing glasses helps too. True. It just does. It like distracts from your yeah. your bloodshot eyes. Oh, and eye drops. Okay. Good to know. Pack a little a cry little, kit. A little cry kit. If, if that's the situation you're in. Also, quitting would be great. Quitting is definitely. Quitting is great, but if you have to cry at work, keep your hands off your face, cold water, eye drops. Oh. You'll be fine. Happy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So... Uh, before we go any further, we need to talk. We need to talk about Marshall's hair. 
I'm so glad you brought that up. Because now uh, we have just survived Bang Watch 2019. And now we are in full mullet watch. It's bad. His hair is so long and weird and greasy and like they... They brush it back, or then it goes over, and I'm assuming that they were filming this while they were filming Forgetting Sarah Marshall when he has longer hair, and it's kind of like a sign of his depression, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I learned about the the overlap of, of Sarah Marshall because his hair was so bad, and I was like, why? Why is he doing this? So, yeah, we're on mullet Kind of like Neil Patrick Harris, and everyone's mad about the stash. Yeah, they're mad. Yeah, it's Instagram. People are like, when are you going to shave that stash? And then David Jeez. always writes, he's in a, a movie yeah. for some, I don't know if that's true or not, if that's just his thing, but I, who fucking cares? Let him David make- has folliculophilia. It's untreatable, and we all need to be sensitive for them in this time. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Mullet Watch 2019 has officially begun. Marshall talks about... Uh, how he didn't want to cry, obviously, but he just felt so castrated and powerless, and even this turns Lily on, so we know that Mama is really uh, sugar-deprived at this point. But this isn't the end of the story, because Marshall still has to give the ninja report to Arthur the next day, and then we get this great uh, device of how everyone gives... Marshal their uh, advice. So each of them, except for Barney, each of them puts on Marshall's suit in this fantasy and and says... I loved that. I know. It's so great. And says how they would approach Arthur. And it's all the same suit that that Marshall's wearing. So they made sure it was like a very very bright tie and like a very specific look, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So first up is Robin. (laughs) Yes. She's like, yeah, I got your ninja report right here. Huge gun right on the desk. Like going to blow you away. Action movie uh, soundtrack in the background. <gasps> just amazing. And her, her line, why are you still in my office? Yeah. <laughs> just so good. So good. <gasps> but I love throughout... All of this, and we'll see this as we go forward. Mm. Pay attention to Arthur Hobbs because he reacts the way the character, the Robin thinks he should, yes. or Ted thinks he Please, should. Please, I have really, a family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. Like it's not, it's not it's how not really Arthur him. would react at mm-hmm. all, right? Because then next we have Ted, and Ted, and Arthur's really encouraging. I mean, he eventually kicks him out, but you know, Ted's like, oh, just. Go in there and give a huge speech. And everyone's like, that's not that easy. And Ted's like, yes, it is. But then we find out it's definitely not that easy. Because, you know, five words in, he's questioning the use of both fundamental and paramount. Um, How can that be that? Because one means... High high point, low point. And, um, yeah, you see Arthur encouraging him. But then he's like, yeah, security's going to rough you up a bit on the way out. Which we Mm -hmm. also see later on. So that was like the one real bit of Arthur in there. Um, I love, and all of Ted's, all he says basically is there are certain justices that cannot or will not be, be inalienable such as, as such for the future. Like he starts and stops and starts and stops. And then this is like the one sentence. He basically does the miss, was it miss South Carolina? Oh uh, yeah. I personally believe that U S Americans, yes. it's basically that speech. It, yeah. Because people around the world don't have maps. Did and that come out at the same as, time? Ooh, let's look it up. Oh, oh yes, yes, it has to have been. Yes. All right, Caitlin's going to read. The, all right, hang on. Her name's Caitlin. Yeah. Uh, Miss South Carolina of 2007. Why do you think a fifth of Americans cannot find the U.S. on a map? I personally believe that U.S. Americans are unable to do so because um, some... Uh, People out there in our nation don't have maps, and uh, I believe that our education, like, is in South Africa and uh, Iraq, everywhere, like, such as. I believe that they should. Um, our education over here in the U.S. should help the U.S. Uh, or uh, should help South Africa and yes. should help the Iraq and the Asian countries. So we will be able to build upon our future for our children. Wow. She wins. Make her Miss Please America. Please put in like a bunch of like applause. Woo. No, it should just be just one like confused clap. 
What? Oh my god. It still haunts her eight years later. Of course. So I'm assuming that's where they got Ted's rambling speech from because holy shit. Ted gets thrown out of the office as he probably would have. Um, Marshall says that, yeah, it, it would feel great to walk in there and just quit, but you don't actually do that. People don't ever actually make this huge sweeping gesture of walking in and, you know, reaming out their boss and quitting. It's like this beautiful fantasy that never really happens. Happened at my school. <laughs> Did it? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, so there was like a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of drama, and this mm-hmm. teacher came in on a Thursday, put in her notice Thursday before vacation, mm-hmm. counted break as a week, oh, and then took oh, off the entire dirty. week after that. But she, and she was a friend of mine, Yeah. and that was it because she fucked me over yeah. in my job. Because she didn't do things she was supposed to, and we were scrambling. Even a year later, we were still feeling the effects of that. Like, but she walked in and was like, "Fuck you, I'm out of here." We put in an email. Someone on my team did that. um, Swore at me. I wasn't her boss, but swore at me. Slammed her door on the way out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one who said we do witchcraft. Whatever. I mean, we do, but whatever. Yeah, and then she slammed out of that meeting. Went upstairs. Told everybody to have a nice life. And then grabbed her shit and left. Said she was going to do two weeks. Came in the Monday after and was like, psych, today's my last day. Like, it really does. Like, but it's really, horrible. though, it does not happen. No, usually it doesn't if you're, like, a sane person. So, um, speaking of insane, we have Blauman. And Blauman is somebody who actually did make a big display of quitting. Didn't really go the way he was hoping. We remember Blauman from Life Among the Gorillas. Blauman and Bilson were like best friends, mm-hmm. but now Bilson is Blauman's boss. Which is awkward. Which is terribly awkward, especially since Bilson is just fucking reaming him out. And this is just totally normal for everybody in the yeah. room that this is happening. Yeah. And, you know, the highlight of the, of the whole scene of, from Bilson's point of view is, you made our friends, the North Koreans, look bad. Ouch. So now we know that when Barney got bitched at in Korean. It was probably by someone from North Korea, not South Korea. So that's how bad Barney's firm is. Uh, so Blauman's like, you can kiss my ass and no one can believe it. Barney like puts down his little Blackberry and starts paying attention for once. What he says something like, oh, hold on now or something. Like, like, oh, snap. Yeah, oh, snap. Yeah. <laughs> so he can't, he's, he's super excited. Now today we would have taped it, but he might not have had video I know, on he his closed phone. his phone and puts it down. Right, and which and I was like, so different from today. Somebody snap it now. So uh, we find out that Blauman's cousin's website went public and he made a bunch of money. But this was, you know, before the internet kind of stopped being all mm-hmm. that lucrative. Uh, so he jumps up on the table and he's going to piss all over the table to show them what he thinks of their um, firm. It's Ultracell still, right? Uh-huh. That's where Barney still works. Can't pee. Come on, 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 come on. Can everyone look away until I get started? And then Barney takes the glasses of water and, like, pours one into the other. Does this help? Does this help? Oh, my God. Good job, Barney. Uh, So, yeah, the and then Barney rattles off this whole thing, which we know is a lie. But he's basically telling Marshall, this is like his way of telling mm-hmm. Marshall, you cannot do that. You know, he the website tanked, he became a janitor, moved into a one-room apartment over a bowling alley. He was a janitor in an old folks home. It was like all these depressing situations. Yes. An apartment over a bowling alley, right. one room. Right. Just cleaning up old people pee and then going home to a bowling alley. You can't sleep because it's so loud. And, uh, oh, then he died, of course. Of course, as you do. <laughs> but did he? We'll find out. Uh, but within this, there is a piece of useful advice that Barney is <clears throat> trying to pass along, which is you'd never scream back at your boss. Of course, then he rattles off into scream at someone below you. And this is the name of the episode, Chain of Screaming. So the Chain of Screaming is kind of based on a cartoon by a communist Danish cartoonist, um, Herluff Bitstrup. Whoa. Mm-hmm. So this is, I'm going to show, he's got some pretty interesting actual, act, some pretty interesting ones. Yeah. Um, but the the chain of screaming, you can post this. That's actually very interesting because I do feel like I'd seen something about it, like with the dog, the, the kid yelling at the father who goes in and yells at the boss. Yeah. So this is, things come to a circle. Wow. And then the dog goes into the boss and then it and goes the back boss up. goes back. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll definitely share that at the uh, the Danish cartoon. So they, did they say that on the? No, I had um, looked. I was looking up stuff, stuff from it. Yeah, very cool. 
So by the end of Barney's explanation of the chain of screaming, it makes more sense that it's a circle of screaming to him. But then everyone just sees where it's broken down. And, oh, I thought that was a chain of screaming. And I don't scream at Lily. And Lily doesn't scream at her kids. So Barney's just had enough. (laughs) And he explodes on everybody. Mm -hmm. He's just completely lost it. He's surrounded by idiots. Can't handle it. And, uh, yeah, that's the chain of screaming in action, you know? So then we get Lily's bit, uh, where she takes her kindergarten knowledge and and puts that into play. She goes into the office and talks about how if you really want to encourage somebody, do so with respect um, and dignity, and that's the best way to motivate people. Um, But then, of course, she slips into her own fantasies about Marshall and... Arthur talking about her and it's really gross and you know I want to drive her home like a pack of sled dogs mm-hmm. we see her grab her crotch at the very end of it really quickly and um, I love how quickly it escalates too from like being really sweet and nice and wholesome mm-hmm. to yeah it happens a whole episode slice, yeah. yeah it happens a whole episode with her and this I mean this will happen a few more times in their relationship where mm-hmm. all of a sudden Lily's talking about sex and you really just don't expect it at all Marshall does see a bit in there that is useful, which is, Arthur, maybe it's better if you talk to people with respect. So he has Lily sort of repeat that. Um, And so we've both been miserable in jobs. Yeah. Clearly, we've just talked about it a little (laughs) bit. And um, something that I learned... Uh, actually from doing tarot is that there's this one card called the devil and everyone thinks it's the worst card you can get. But really all it means is that you are chained to something that isn't good for you. And the lesson of the devil is not to try to defeat the devil because that's impossible, Mm -hmm. right? He's bigger than you, stronger than you, smarter than you, um, invincible, the lesson is that you can unchain yourself. And so that's either quitting if you can or um, basically running away. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's okay to run away. And, yeah, it's gotten to a devil level here with... Uh, a devil level. A devil level here with Ooh. Marshall for sure. We are in the apartment and we get to see a little bit more of Lily being thirsty. Mm-hmm. She's with Ted and they're watching TV and Lily's getting some feedback from Ted on some carpet samples. Um, but I mean, really, is there any sort of competition when there's one that will feel great on your bare back, a bead, a bead of <laughs> eager sweat rolling down your trembling bosom? God. So good. Oh, and, and Ted makes a line about like, didn't we just do this with the tile? <laughs> the bathroom tiles. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's over pretty quickly because soon Ted gets a phone call from Stella. Mm-hmm. But really, it's not Stella. It's Marshall. And he's, it's so cute. He's like, it starts talking with like higher pitched yeah. voice pretending to be Stella. Just Kelsey. in case Lily can hear. Just in case. And she, and he even says like, I love you, which clearly he hasn't said yet because mm-hmm. Lily picks up on that. I'm downstairs. Go find me. <laughs> so cute. Aw. So of course, Ted being the best friend that he is, quickly goes downstairs to, uh, see his best friend and finds him with a box of stuff. That looks the firing box. But yeah, basically the firing box. Yeah, that's right. a great way to put it. All your shit. Mm-hmm. And a greasy cheeseburger, of course. Of course. Eat those feelings, Marsh. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the car, Mar- uh, Marshall and Ted are in Ted's brand new car. Mm-hmm. And Marshall is haphazardly talking with this burger in his fa- hand. He's gesturing wildly, asking Ted to just take him for a drive, but... It's a really good spot. Yeah. Fucking so, Ted. <laughs> so Marshall's t- to tell Ted what happened, that he's going to be firm and respectful and give that speech Lily told him to give. But last night at the diner, he was working on finishing up the ninja report when out of nowhere, Barney appears, which means nothing good is going to happen. Yeah, right. Um, Barney then um, basically sets Marshall up so he's going to scream at the poor waiter. Yeah. So he asks Marshall what he wants. Waiter comes over, or actually, Barney gets him to come yeah, over, yeah. gives him the wrong order, says he wants meatloaf, when Barney um, clearly heard Marshall say BLT and gravy fries. Oh, it sounds so good right now. But as Marshall, ex- uh, Barney explains to Marshall, he needs to start screaming it somewhere. He mm. needs to just get that out. He needs to continue that chain of screaming. Yeah. And the best way to do that is to yell at this man. 
who's a bringing, service worker, a service worker, who's bringing in the wrong fucking order. It's it's. This is an example of Barney seeing that his friend is hurting and using the only skills he has. Yeah. Right? Because it's it is clear that Marshall cannot live holding on to all this anger and no. just absorbing it like this. He can't. But doing this is not the right way to handle it. This is projection. Like he's teaching Marshall about projecting your anger onto somebody else. Right. Which is not something Marshall has ever learned. No. What a gentle soul. He's too sweet. Yeah, he's too sweet. So, you know, I wrote that. Like, Marshall doesn't want to, and honestly, he's too sweet for that. Mm -hmm. Um, Robin then hops into the car, and she's got this giant ice cream. And Go Canada. I love the way she's eating. She's, like, even eating it, and she's talking. You can see, like, the ice cream, like, around her teeth and her lips, and she's just, like, enjoying the fuck out of it. Loving it. Does not care. That's great. Does not care. (laughs) And I also love, like, the whole interaction in the car because... As we know, in the Fiero, there was no food No or drinks. food in the Fiero, yeah. Nothing. But here, everyone piles into Ted's brand new car, giving him a hard time about it, yeah. too, with their with their food. So Marshall's got the hamburger with ketchup, the big yep. drink. Yep. And then we've got Robin with this melty ice cream yep. soft serve on yep. a cone, which yep. is not good. Bad. It's not good. Um, but I think... To kind of show just how desperate Marshall was feeling and so probably out of control that he was feeling, he actually buys into it and decides he's going to go for it. Yeah, he's going to let this guy have it. Well, because he's never... Barney doesn't show him what can happen if someone actually screams back at you. It's always just get it out on somebody else and don't care how they feel about it. Who cares about the consequences? Yes, who cares about the consequences? Very Barney, right? Very Barney, yeah. So Marshall starts to let him have it. And he's like, well, I clearly ordered this, you know, BLT. And then the waiter is like, fuck you. Yeah. No. Yeah. And he starts screaming at Marshall and shaming him, which I think was, you know, karma. A little yeah. Bit. Well, this is his chain of screaming. He's yeah. probably getting screamed at by customers well, that, all day, That's right? what he said. He goes, I just worked a triple shift and have to take two, the 18 hours. And this man's older. And he's yeah. like, I take two trains and a bus to get to Astoria just to have his wife yell at him. Yep, for never being home. Yeah. And he the, he and this place just reminded me of, like, the Greek diners near yeah. where we grew up. Oh, yeah. You know? I don't know if that man is supposed to be Greek. But, but that's, the, that's the vibe I He seems like a Greek diner owner to mm-hmm. me. Yep. Agreed. Eat your damn meatloaf. <laughs> yeah. And then Barney comes in. With a fucking Cuban cigar. But Caitlin, people pay to have their cars smell like that's that. That's just not even true. <laughs> <laughs> and then again, Barney and Robin have their little argument over shotgun and mm-hmm. this like cutesy little thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but so back, flashback, Barney and Marshall are now out of the restaurant and uh, Barney pulls Marshall into an alley. Oh, also Marshall tipped him 20% too. Oh. Like 20%, really? Um... And he he says, you know, you yell at me. Yell at somebody, please. Yell at somebody, please. Like, get this out. And so Marshall starts to yell at him. And he starts off with, you don't look as good in suits as you think you do. And Barney's like, come on, say something that's true. Yeah, and that's not true, buddy. And Marshall lays into him that his mom is slutty. Well, he says, you've got volume. Give me some content. Give me some content, yeah. Make me cry. So, yeah, I mean, that's Barney's weak spot. Your mom's a slut. You and your brother have different fathers because she's a slut. She's a slutty slut. Jesus. And he goes, and Bob Barker isn't really your dad. And, Mar- and Barney. That's like a gasp moment for Because at this point, we don't really know if if, Marshall, if uh, Barney understands that his, that's not really his I dad. Know. So I was like, oh, God. It hurt, it hurt yeah. me. It hurt me. You um, were abandoned and never dealt with it. It's like, Jesus. And you made up the delusional, delusional idea and attempt to deal with. Or not deal with his dad leaving, yeah. And, I mean, this is the content that you don't expect in, like, a situation like this, right? But Marshall is such, like, a good person. He just, like, (laughs) he doesn't know how to do it without just really wounding somebody. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, and yeah, so he just starts you know, screaming at him, letting him have it. And mm-hmm. he starts, you know, he says, and if I keep heading down this path, I'm going to turn to you. And I don't want that. I don't want any of this. This is not why I became a lawyer. This is not the person I want to be. And we zoom out and we see. Yeah, like crossfade. Yeah, cross, his mouth. You see his mouth like yeah. screaming. And he says, I quit, Arthur. I quit. 
so he goes from screaming at Barney to then letting Arthur have it. About the same, like, this yeah. is a soulless, I don't want to be like I don't want to be, I don't want any of this. This yeah. is not why I became a lawyer. Yeah. I don't want to be this person. Mm-hmm. So that's how Marshall ends up with his box of, yeah. the shame box, box fire box, that what you called it? The firing box. The firing yeah. box, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he does, but Barney has helped him in his own way, right? He's gotten to this point. It was either learn how to be an asshole or quit. And Mar- it's not in Marshall to be an asshole. No, this is not the right. This is not the right path for him. I mean, it just it had to come to this. There was no other way. I mean, he could have just quit without screaming at Arthur. Absolutely. But he, it's just he he couldn't handle it, and this is just not for him. He mm-hmm. had to get away from the devil. Yeah, and also we get a little fun thing we had seen earlier with um, Arthur Hobbs mm-hmm. leaning over. Hitting a button, telling telling Marshall that uh, security's security's gonna rough him up. Yeah. (laughs) So we cut back to the car, and everyone's really quiet because you know we just all found out that Marshall got fired. And then Ted has just been watching the ice cream the whole time. He's like, "Robin, you dropped a little." I was like, "Dude, it's so good." (laughs) But the new car. It's a new car, and uh, now Barney thinks it's a pyramid of screaming, and um, now we're realizing why Marshall really didn't want to tell Lily. It's not just, oh, I can get another job. Like, this job, if we remember, made him so much money. And we know they are in so much debt. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be hard to keep up with the mortgage, the crooked floor, fixing that. And then we've got Lily upstairs trying to redecorate the whole place on top you know, car- of fixing. Like, she wants to redo carpets and tiles. T- yeah, and- on top of fixing the crooked floor, now Lily's going to do tens of thousands of dollars of, of interior decorating, right, to make this their home. And on, and because of, and there's all of that, but also Lily supported him all through gra- grad school and, mm-hmm. and law school. And he's like, this is my time to pay her back. And he just feels like a failure. He feels like he really disappointed her and that he's throwing away their future. Mm -hmm. So we saw this a little bit when Marshall was struggling about when to, whether he should get into the corporate world and in life among the gorillas. And then Lily told him, like, I don't need the package, right? I don't need the package. Your package is great. There's like that whole Mm -hmm. joke about it. We see that again. We see that again when she uh, hops in the car, but uh, not before she scares the shit out of everyone in the car, and all the food goes flying oh. everywhere. So we knew something was coming, because everyone's got, like, this messy food in, in the car, car, right? Yeah. It's like, um, there's this phrase, I think it was Chekhov, who's a writer. He says, don't put a gun in the drawer in the first act if you're not, not going to fire yeah. in the third. Mm-hmm. So it's like, don't put a greasy cheeseburger and ice cream in the car, if you're not gonna, if you're have, not gonna f- have it drop, drop on the floor, right? Basically, so Ted screams at everyone, and Barney's like, "Ted, screaming never solves anything." <laughs> Such an asshole. We cut to just Lily and Marshall in the car in the back seat, and they're just talking it out. And it reminded me a little bit of very early on in the New Year's Eve episode when he admits that, or maybe it's the first episode. It's the pilot, the Olive Theory. When Marshall's in the back of the ta- the cab and he's talking to Barney about how he hates olives, like he finally comes clean about yeah. that, and she's just like, "We'll make it work." Yeah, you know they have a couple of those yeah, moments. Like, what about the olive theory? Yeah. yeah, and she's like, "We'll make it work." So this mm. is another thing of, "We'll make it work," and she's also happy to have her husband back because he's just been like a shell of a human mm-hmm. because of all this work and the abuse that he was taking at work. So, um, so it was hard on both of them, and finally they've communicated that, and now they'll be able to. Move forward together, and then we have just a wonderful moment of, um, you know, because Marshall was so stressed out about, like, I'm not going to be able to keep my head above water. Mm-hmm. Ted sells the car and gives him the money. I can't. And it's clearly not a loan. Like, no. he just gives he him gives the him money, money for the car. What a good fucking friend. Like, that's so the sweet. Best. Like, and you, like you said, you could tell it was, here you go. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, take it. Shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. And um, and then that very last scene, we get classic Lily and Marshall on the kitchen floor, and they've picked out their new carpet. And Marshall's back. Yeah. Marshall's back to him with his old He's self. got a big old smile on his yeah. face. Yeah. Yeah. So what did you think of this episode? I loved it. It's a good one. It's really good. I love, like, especially at the end with Ted writing the check to his best friend. Like, that's mm-hmm. just... I know. Warms your heart. I know. It's so good. I love that part. All right. You ready to see what our buddies said? I am. Let's go. All right. Go ahead. 
So our first one comes from Tish, who was one of our lovely patrons. Mm-hmm. Tish writes, Hey ladies, my legendary moment is when the waiter at the diner screams back <laughs> at Marshall. As someone who works in retail, I hate when people quote the customer is always right bullshit. Oh, I... Bull. She said bull. I put in shit. Sorry, <laughs> Tish. Because the majority of the time, they are not right. Mm-hmm. Yep. That moment was a slight bit of justice for all the times I wanted to cuss out customers. Regards, Tish. Yes, live vicariously through the the diner man. Mm -hmm. Next up, we have Lisa, who's another one of our patrons. And remember, our patrons get their emails read in their entirety. Lisa says, hi, ladies. My legendary moment this week is Lily. It is hilarious every time they portray her as being sexually deprived, and this is no exception. Her bits about the rug, the fake scenario with Marshall's boss, and the callback to the (laughs) pilot are all great. Mama needs her sugar. Well, have a great week. Thanks, Lisa. Thanks, Lisa. Our next one is from Susan, and Susan's legendary moment is the scene with Gary Blauman, particularly when Barney realizes what is going on and says, oh, snap, Taryn is awesome, too. And you'll remember Taryn is um, Colby Smulder's husband. Yes. Very different haircut in this episode. Very different. It's like a buzz cut. It was not cut. good. I felt like I was like a wig. It was really weird. You remind me of, like, John Travolta. Yeah! With, like, the spray-on hair. Yeah. Like, or, like, Joey fucking... From Blossom, oh, Joey whoa. Lawrence. Yeah. yeah. Whoa. <laughs> Joey Lawrence with the fucking spray it's so on. so bad. Widow's Peak. Oh, so weird. It is very strange. You're not fooling anyone, boys. Okay. <clears throat> Next up, we have Bobby, who's another one of our patrons. Like, who are the friends telling them that looks <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like who's It's that? just yes men that are on the I fucking know. payroll. People that famous don't have enough real friends. Um, anyway, Bobby. Bobby says, hello, ladies. My legendary moment for Chain of Screaming is Arthur yelling at Marshall's coworker on Bring Your Daughter to Work Day. When his daughter peeks out from behind him, I laugh hysterically every time. She has, like, a great face, too. Uh, honorary mention to the waiter going off on Marshall. I served for a long time and wanted mm. to do that so many times to rude customers. Oh, thanks for the amazing Patreon patron gifts. I loved using my tote when my husband and I went on vacation last week. Thanks, Bobby. Bobby. I'm so glad you liked it. it. Next up from Russell, another one of our patrons. Hey, beautiful ladies. My legendary moment for this episode is when Marshall was yelling at Barney, and Barney isn't aware that Marshall is really being angry at him. Also, why did Ted buy that car? It doesn't make any sense. Seriously. Mm -hmm. Talk to you later. I know. Good one, Russell. All right, next up we have Dan, who's another one of our patrons, and he says, Hey, hey, beautifuls, this episode is a masterpiece. Every moment is legendary. We have clever staging with Robin, Ted and Lily as Marshall. We go all out friendship as Barney allows Marshall to dismantle his psychology. Ouch, that really must have hurt. Yeah. I know, you see him kind of like, good, yeah, that's what I wanted, but you could, you, it could, you could tell it stung. Yeah. Uh, we have very, very, very funny with burger, ice cream, and cigar in Ted's new car. The script is hilarious. The crap, that crap, crapped. We have little details like slow-mo Arthur and Ferguson's daughter, mm-hmm. and everyone has something going on. Himium gold. Stay awesome and beautiful and solid. Dan. Oh, I love that. Very nice. That was great. Those were all really good points. Yeah, for Dan. real. And Allie writes, hi, as long time no write. Yeah. I'm, I'm on a weekend vacay, so I had time. Yay, we're happy to have you back, Allie. Yay. Everyone dressing in suits to be Marshall playing through their advice. It mm. kills me every time. It's just a funny concept of them putting themselves in his shoes, and I love Marshall's reactions to the stress and their advice. Also, gotta love Barney. Yes, good yes. ones. Next up, we have Abha, and Abha loves the way Barney starts by saying, Lily, control your woman, and goes on to explain his theory of the chain of screaming. Very good one, Abha. Dina, another one of our patrons, writes, Hey, K&K, I gotta say, this wasn't a super strong episode for me, but I still have a couple of ledge mows. I also love a briefs. <laughs> Yay! Basically, every moment, Lily is obviously just horny as fuck in front of all of her friends because Mama needs it bad. It just makes me crack up. Ted's long-suffering. Didn't we just go through this with kitchen tiles? <laughs> Amazing. LOL. Laughing! 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 <laughs> I see multiple people that are adopting that it's now, so, so good. let's keep it going. Guys. My unledgemo though is the Barney Marshall scene mm. in the restaurant. Oh my god, being rude to service workers is terrible, and I'm gonna pretend it never happened. Luckily, I'm pretty sure y'all are gonna agree with that. Can't wait for the next episode. It's a gem. All the best, Dina. Yeah, um, well, I guess we didn't ignore it because 
Marshall gets served. Yeah. Right? Oh! oh! Pun intended. Love a pun. Yeah. And last but not least, we have Beth. And Beth is another one of our patrons. And Beth says, hey, sharing my legendary moment from the episode Chain of Screaming. It isn't so much one moment, but actually the whole storyline of Ted having a car in New York City. As someone that lives in New York, I do think it is not the best choice to have a car. Also, Ted freaking out about the food in the car is funny. Best to you, Beth. P.S. I cannot wait for next episode. One of my favorites. Yes. We're very excited. We're very excited. You guys are going to get the second chunk of our interview with Alec Lev, which I cannot freaking wait to edit. Finally. It's been so long. Yeah. Um, so get into that for sure. What is your legendary moment, Caitlin? I think it's just Thirsty Lily. Thirsty Lil. That's a good one. I think. Let me think back. Yeah. Or mm, Ted writing the check at the end. That everyone is everyone really needs a friend sweet. like Ted. And I mean, that's the whole point of the car the whole episode, right? Yeah. It's like barely there, but it, it serves its purpose. Yeah. Um, for me, I just noticed the rock outside your house. This half of it looks like the head of a whale. Hmm. Oh, okay. I'm glad you're here. See that tree? Looks yeah. like Dee Dee Pickles outside her, like the shape of her oh, head. Oh, absolutely. I've tried to take so many pictures and never, you can't see it as well as you can with your eyes. Yeah. It does look like a whale. Yeah. Anyway. These are all like really these are all really important <laughs> things, guys. Um, all right, so I think my legendary moment. I like the waiter screaming at Marshall, but mm-hmm. I also like Marshall quitting. Hmm. Like I know that that was a, ter- a quote unquote terrible decision, but I like the way it sort of escalates. And he's screaming at Barney, and he's saying things to Barney that Barney needs to know. Yeah, right. It's all true. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've all been thinking it. Well, maybe not about his mom being a slut, but, like, you're soulless. You don't let yourself right. feel anything, Bob right? Bob Barker's not your dad. Yeah, so I like that whole, I like that whole escalation. Yeah. But, I mean, it's just such a cool episode with the with the suits and everything. Mm-hmm. Not the last time you'll see the full gang in, in suits, either. I also, yeah, true. So get ready for that. I also really love... Robin being Marshall and her. Like, oh yeah, that was so good. Blow you away. Why are you still in my office? I love Robin. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, it's tough. I have a lot. Same. I can't. I can't narrow it down. I but know. everyone had really good ones. Agreed. I agree with all of them. Same. I agree with all of them. So that's it. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. We will see you next time for Sandcastle in the Sand. Woo! And the second half of our epi- of our interview with Alec Lev. Yay! Be sure to send in your legendary moments to heybeautifulpodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to put in the subject, um, legendary moment for Sandcastles in the Sand. That yes. way you can find them easier. Or Robin Sparkles too, y'all. Yeah. Either way, I'll know what you mean. But please send those in to us because it's an excellent episode and I can't wait to recap that. Yeah. And if you loved this recap, leave us an iTunes review. And be sure to subscribe on on iTowns. iTowns. That's my favorite place to listen to poured courses. (laughs) (laughs) iTunes Soundcast. Oh my God. Wow. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Spotify so you never miss a recap. That took a lot. It's fine. We hope you'll come back next episode. I promise I'll get these closing remarks better. Because it's gonna be legend. Wait for it. This has been Hey Beautiful with your hosts, Kate Gorton and Caitlin Turner. Our intro-outro music is by Owl All. Hey.